Good evening, Sportsonians. How's everybody doing out there tonight? I am Mike Aguilaro. I am your host for this is Sports Zone. Recording live like we do each and every week here via the I-95 Sports and Entertainment Radio Network. And, of course, we will be rebroadcast all our podcasting outlets, whether it is Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes. I said that twice. I don't care. Tune in and all our (coughs) various podcasting outlets. And, of course, Blackjack TV, Carob Zingo TV. (coughs) So we definitely thank you for joining us, no matter where you are joining us from. And after a one-week hiatus, we are back. Hope everybody had a good Christmas, happy holidays, the whole thing. Of course, we are coming here New Year's Eve, and I should be joined by both Dave Hastings and Eric Tresser in a matter of moments. We've got a lot to talk about tonight. We have everything that went on with the end of the NFL season We have the playoffs to look forward to now. We have the coaching changes. Uh, Black Monday, of course, was yesterday. Not quite as many uh, firings as, you know, we've seen in years past. But, of course, Pat Shermer was fired. Freddie Kitchens was fired. A couple others. Got to run down the list here. But, you know, I I think we could definitely start with those. uh, Pat Sherman being fired is no surprise at all. Uh, he did. He definitely deserved to go. Um, in my opinion, they should have let Gettleman go too because I don't. I don't view him as the guy who's going to be able to piece this team together and build it back up to where they need to be. I know he had a good drift this past year. All things considered, I just I I don't trust him at all to be able to put together the right team, the right team, the right players. And I feel like a lot of what he's done that has worked out has really kind of fallen into his lap. It wasn't anything that, uh, you know, you could, you could have predicted would have worked out. Um, You know, whether it was uh, the way he handled the quarterback situation, uh, the way he's tried to build the offensive line, the way he's tried to build the defense, which did not work out. And to give Shermer a little credit here, you know, um, you can only do so much with the, the, the tools that you are provided. And it's the general manager's job to provide those tools. And he didn't really have them. Now, conversely, Freddie Kitchens gets fired from Cleveland. John Dorsey gets shown out the door right behind him. That was earlier today, actually. Um, This is a case where the pieces were in place, maybe not the offensive line, but, you know, you had the offensive weapons, you had a pretty good defense, and you had the wrong coach to really guide it. You know, you have all these personalities, and I, I don't really think I focused on this as much in the preseason, but, you know, you you definitely need someone with a little more experience to be able to pull all the personalities together. But we are joined by Eric Tressler now. Eric, how you doing, buddy? Doing good. How are you doing? Ah, not too bad. Not too bad. Hope you had a good Christmas, sir. Yeah, I did. Yeah, it was good. Good. Smaller. What did you say? Smaller this year. My parents, you know, are down in Florida now and stuff. So that's good, though. For, you know, yeah. this year it was, it was nice. It was different, but nice. No doubt. No doubt. 
So we're starting off this week's show. We're talking about the coaching changes that have happened over the last few days here. I think the biggest ones, like obviously the Redskins one wasn't really a surprise. Ron Rivera was named the head coach earlier today. And uh, Bruce Allen was shown the door uh, either yesterday or the day before. I can't remember. You got Cleveland, Freddie Kitchens shown the door on Sunday. John Dorsey right behind them today. And we go to the Giants. Oh, sorry, I'm hitting wrong buttons here. Um, and then we go to the Giants, and we all knew it was coming. Pat Shermer was fired. I am of the belief Gettleman should have been right behind him, and I'm interested in your thoughts here. I think you're a little bit more of a Gettleman believer than I am, though. No, I just think Gettleman deserves more time. I don't think that I'm a believer. I just think that. Shermer's had two years. He went five and eleven, five and eleven, and it just wasn't working with him. So, whether it was with Eli or with or with Danny Dimes, it just they have they have some weapons, they have some tools. They're not they shouldn't have been as bad team this year as they ended up being. Um, um, I know they they played a better second half of the season, but still not good enough. And it was just time for Shermer to go. If anything, down the stretch, Shermer did nothing but hurt the team because. By, you know, pushing them, I think, to some wins at the end of the year when maybe they should have been resting some guys and doing some different things, hurt their draft stock. And I'll be honest, where they could have picked for number two right behind Cincinnati, you know, you would have ended up with Chase Young, and I think you're going to end up with a whole lot different at the four pick. So uh, I would have preferred trying to, you know, I hate to say it, but once the season was lost, tank it out. Because you want to get yeah, the best player I, available, and Chase Young is is, is going to be a good talent on the next level, and would have been worth the pick. I mean, I'm not going to argue with you on that. I think tanking that whole thing, and I've I've said something along these lines before. You know, the tanking is for the general managers when they're making the moves to kind of you know scrape the cupboard bare. So you can get the assets for the future. Tanking doesn't translate to the field, though, because at the end of the day, the head coach doesn't want to have the losses on their record, and the players are playing to win because they're playing to keep their jobs in the future. So I think you get it. No, by no means am I saying you should somebody go out there and actively try. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm I'm not saying saying I wouldn't have played Barkley down the stretch. Um, I don't. I don't argue with. I don't argue with you on that. And I think those moves would have made a difference in the outcome of games. Well, you know, let me ask the, you. The way Barkley finished the season, he had a good call the last couple of weeks of the year and mm. uh, really, really helped them. So, I, I don't know. I probably would have just made that managerial, that, that GM move to try to, you know, get that better draft stock. Because I'll tell you what, I think Chase Young is going to be the real deal, and I think they could have got him with the number two pick. I don't think that he's lasting to four. Well, let me ask you a question here, because Gettleman, you say, needs more time. Schumer, you say, had two years. In reality, they've both had the same amount of time. And I'm not yeah. saying I'm not saying Shermer's a good head coach, because you know my opinions on Shermer. I, 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 we said it when he was hired. We kind of felt like he was not going to be a long-term solution for the Giants here. So the fact that he's fired two years later, that's not a surprise. Why do you think you're more willing to give Gettleman a pass that you wouldn't give Shermer? 
because at the end of the day, the head coach can only do so much with the way, with the tools that he's provided. Gettleman's the one that provided those uh, tools. And let's be honest, the drafts this past year, draft, he's done. It, though. Sherman didn't deserve it. He did nothing to earn the team's respect, anybody's respect, really. Nobody. But what has Gettleman done? For him. What has Gettleman done? And then GMs just deserve a little more time. You need time to build an organization, to build a franchise. You can't build a franchise in two years. You can coach better in two years. I don't know. I don't know if I necessarily agree with that. that, And I I also think that you don't fire a GM his first coach in. I think he gets at least two coaches. Now, if he fails on both coaches, then I say it's time for him to go. But until he fails on both, I'm, I'm, I'm sticking with Gettleman for right now. Do I love him? No. Am I giving him a pass? No. Is he on the hot seat? Yes. But he gets one more season. He gets another year to try and get another coach to see if they can turn things around. That, that's what he gets. That's what a GM gets. Coaches don't get afforded that, that, that flexibility. I'm sorry. And well, I'm here's the thing. You're not, you're, not, you're not wrong in saying coaches don't get that chance. I, I don't, I've never really agreed with that philosophy, though. In Jeremy's case, listen, again, I'm not saying he should have, he should have been given another year. I'm not saying that because he definitely deserved to be fired. I'm just saying Gettleman gave him the tools that he had. Uh, didn't really do anything with the defense. He had a decent draft this year, but well, he, it basically every free agent, every free agent signing he's made, he's whiffed on. Look at Nate Soldier. Soldier's been terrible since he came over. Listen, I'm not. I'm giving him a little more time. And Soldier's been better this year than he was year one. And he's willing to move positions maybe next year. So we'll see what happens. We might still get a little bit of use out of him. Um, uh, and let me throw the ball in your court because you're so quick to jump on gentlemen, gentlemen in the GM. How about the failure of the Cowboys this year? And are you ready to fire Jerry Jones as a GM who keeps I mean, sticking by Jason Garrett? Who's going to have a second meeting with him who may decide to keep him, which is ridiculous in itself. And even if he doesn't decide to keep him, you know, and he, he gets fired, it's still Jerry Jones who's made all these decisions. He's the guy signing the checks. He's the guy making personnel decision same man to son now and let me ask you failing on every aspect they, they let me ask you a question though team. that's what they are let me ask you a question have i ever in the time that you've known me not been ready to fire jerry jones as general manager i don't just i don't just i don't just saying you're so quick to get on gettleman after two seasons and jerry jones is had a hell of a lot more than two seasons now, listen, I agree. Listen, you're not going to get me to argue that Garrett should be gone. Garrett, this was his, this was his make it or break it year. It's his fourth 500 season. Yes, he's only had one season where he finished under 500. Four 500 seasons with all the talent in the world. And give Jerry Jones a little credit here. Yes, he's still named the general manager. Since he backed off being so hands on, the Cowboys have had successful draft after successful draft. So that's one thing I think Jerry Jones has done right that Gellman has done wrong in terms of the people that he's brought in to evaluate talent have worked really? out and they got a pre- team. I blame, I blame the coaching staff. I blame the coaching staff on that one. That's that one I will put on the coaching I'm staff. You, I think the Giants have talent. <laughs> I think Shermer didn't coach it. Well, 
think it's also because we have a longer sample size with Garrett and this team that the Cowboys have put together where you know you have the talent in place. What's missing, you do need a coach that'll put it over the top. So I, I think that kind of goes to your point a little bit there. But anyway, okay, so Giants are in the stages of interviewing and everything. Ron Rivera's off the board. He's with the Redskins. Mike McCarthy's out there. Matt Rule is a popular name that has been thrown about. Uh, a couple other guys, I know Eric Bieniemy, the offensive coordinator and forming, former running back uh, with the Kansas City Chiefs. His name has been mentioned. Who is your ideal head coach for the New York football Giants? I I don't think necessarily going with a college guy like Wu is is the way to go. Mm. Um, But he is the popular name here, although I have read reports, and again, these are just they're saying better better than jump to the NFL. How true those reports are, we'll we'll see. Um, I heard a dismiss. I don't want that. I don't want the Kansas City offensive coordinator. As good as they are, uh, I'm putting it more on Andy Reid than I am putting it on their offensive coordinator. And I'm not all about hiring the next hot shot coordinator. You know, if we wanted that, you know, we'd be in on Josh McDaniels. And we'd be in on – I don't want to hear any of those names. I'm tired of those names. So, and let me uh, ask you a question. I don't know who let that me, guy is right now. I don't know. Let me ask you something because you brought up McDaniels. How is his name being thrown around as a potential head coach when the last time it looked like he was going to get a head coaching job, he left the Colts at the altar? The wedding, the, the, the wedding bells and the, the song was playing in the church, and he ran out at the last second. They already started hiring his, his assistant coaches, and he backed out to stay with the Patriots. Why would anybody consider him for another head coaching job again? Especially, especially this season. It was actually a smart decision, though, wasn't it? What, backing out? I mean, I... I I guess because, you know, Andrew Luck did retire, but, you know, you also had someone that he was familiar with in, um, oh, what's his name, Jacoby Brissett. And you had a decent team there anyway. Like, the Colts weren't terrible this year. Not terrible, but, I mean, again, not a team that's the Patriots. <laughs> well, so who is, though? And let's, let's, would you rather be the offensive coordinator for the Patriots going to the Super Bowl again, or would you rather – or have a chance of going to the Super Bowl again, or yeah. maybe fight for a wild card spot. It depends on what. It depends on what you're looking for. Are you looking for continued dominance, or are you looking at trying to build your own legacy? Um, because, listen, championships are a legacy. I'm sorry to say it. But I, no, championships are a legacy, but wouldn't it be? I think there's those. all. I think, he'll get coaching jobs for the rest of his life because of this. Let me finish it. Of, let let me just finish. Let me just finish the sentence. What I mean by legacy is, yes, the champion, the guaranteed championships are nice, but there's something to be said about building something from the ground up and making your own legacy. Because let's be honest, Belichick basically did the same thing. Yeah, he was good what he's done since he left Parcells. That's building oh, your own oh, legacy. Yeah, yeah, but was he not the guy who literally quit the Jets on a napkin? Am I not mistaken? <laughs> he yeah. is. He is. Is he not the guy? Is he not the guy who left that job as fast as he got it? Pretty much. He is. Hey, I think that's kind of a Josh McDaniels esque move. Maybe something that he kind of took from from the coach, took a little advice, and maybe he said, "Listen, 
it's not right. Don't do it. Don't just do it to get a head coaching job. Like, you know, don't, don't. don't well, let's not forget. Yourself. You know, who knows? And maybe. maybe let's not forget. That, that Belichick knew he, Belichick knew he was going to the Patriots. No. So he did have another head coaching job in hand. Yeah, but you've already heard McDaniel's name out there for for possibilities. He's going to get another opportunity. If not this mm. offseason, one of the next offseasons coming up. He will get I don't, another I, coaching opportunity in the NFL. I don't know. I'm with uh, I'm with Cousin David here. I wouldn't want him as a head coach anyway. I, I mean, as much as Cousin David's bringing up what he did with the Broncos, you look at Belichick, he didn't exactly have a great time, his first head coaching job. So I don't really think that's too much of a precursor in terms of what he could do in the future. But he's still not really someone I would want as a head coach. McDaniel's always going to be a good coordinator, but not a coach. He reminds me of Schumer, and I don't agree with that one, though. But I do want to uh, just bring up something Cousin David had said in the chat. Um, yeah, he wasn't a fan of Gettleman's thing as the general manager either. But anyway, um, we welcome Dave Hastings to the program tonight. Dave, how you doing? I'm good, Mike. I'm good. How we doing? All right. All right. And happy holidays to both of you guys. Oh, Dave, I hope you had a good Christmas, too. Um, it's a day. <laughs> yes. Yes. That, it is definitely a day on the calendar. Yes. All right. So we talked about the Giants head coaching uh, job. I'll tell you what. Dave, Eric, you did bring up the Cowboys here. So, Dave. We'll go to you on the Cowboys here. Um, what exactly is Jerry Jones waiting for to let go of Jason Garrett? Well, I think that's the number one piece of confusion when it's really all said and done. Like, Jason Garrett's contract expired. Like, he's no longer technically the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys. Like, it's already happened. His contract expires at the end of the NFL year. What should scare Cowboys fans is that the delay could mean that they're in negotiations of a new contract compared to the Jones. Jones family trying to find a new head coach and the delay in looking for a head coach. But that to me would be about the, uh, the bigger concern over the fact that like the coach, cause they don't technically really need to make that announcement. His contract expired. Like that's, it's already done. Like he technically is no longer the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys. But the announcement of moving on and starting their head coaching search, that should have already been announced by today. Yeah, I agree with you on that one. I definitely agree with that. All right, the last bit of head coaching carousel news that we'll talk about, uh, the Browns, I think a lot of people kind of saw it coming that the Browns season was going to, you know, uh, going go to the dumpster and everything, uh, and it definitely did <clears throat> this season. So Freddie Kitchens fired, John Dorsey fired today. Do the Browns go after a guy like Mike McCarthy and let him run the show? And Dave, I'll start with you on that one. I'm mean, really quick before we start with the Browns. Like you guys may have touched on Car uh, the Giants hiring uh, Ron Ferrer, but like. I I like that hire, and I kind of was curious to see what Eric had to say about it. I do apologize for being late. But, like, if Eric can maybe just give me a synopsis, I think that's a good hiring. Who? Of who? Who got hired? Ron Rivera. Oh, that's the Redskins. Oh, that's the Redskins. My bad. I'm sorry. I thought this was, I got my Oh, bad. yeah, yeah. Yeah. You're going to kick me in the crotch. <laughs> oh, you could do a lot. You could do a lot worse than Ron Rivera. 
Sorry, Eric. No, no, I'm just saying that, with, a, that, with the a possible coaching hire of, of a half. Uh, I actually probably would have taken Rivera. Yeah. You know, listen, he, he wasn't, I don't think he was a terrible coach. Would I love the hire? No, but uh, for the Redskins, you know, I think it's all right. If that's the way they want to go, maybe he can, you know, they feel like he could develop Haskins the same way he developed Cam Newton. And, you know, maybe they see a potential there. Who knows? But uh, I, as far as the Giants coaching hire, like I was telling Mike, I honestly don't have a number one on my list right now of guys I'd want to get. I think the guy, honestly, the more I think about him, he's, like you just mentioned uh, a minute ago for Cleveland, I, I would think maybe McCarthy would be at the top of my higher list. But that that's just me. I, I As far as going to the Browns, I, the Browns could have hired him the last time. I don't know. Giants could have hired him the last time too. So I don't. I don't understand either of these teams. But they they're both dumpster cars right now. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I think it's different now than it was last year for Mike McCarthy. And I think because there was there was a lot of talk coming out about the way he left Green Bay and a lot of things about the way he had handled coaching over the last few years and uh, there was speculation of a fallout with Aaron Rodgers and I just think it's different now I think teams because they went the Freddie Kitchens and the Pat Shermer route and all the different routes and everything now I think they're more willing to take Mike McCarthy at the very least he's a safe hire you know what you're getting from Mike McCarthy he's a proven winner he's got a Super Bowl teams always made the playoffs they were always in there you know what you're getting out of Mike McCarthy so that's why I think someone like uh, someone like McCarthy, I think, is more appealable to the uh, to the Browns now, especially when they just fired the general manager and the head coach. So I don't know. Okay, yeah, I, think, um, I think McCarthy in Cleveland, with uh, the way they kind of cleaned house, would make sense. But uh, I mean. All in all, kind of how we look in New England and say we're not going to get you know doubt them until they really truly give you a reason to doubt them. Like it's kind of the same reason with Cleveland. Like until they give you a reason to believe in them, you're not really going to believe in them. Yeah, no, that's true. Especially like you, you look at what they put together this year, and uh, you know, I think they were the feel good story of the summer. And the fact that they couldn't do anything with all the talent they had again, uh, they put together, as much as most of that's going to be back next year, like you said, I think now they're in more of a, we ain't going to believe anything you say until you actually prove it on the field. So, um, Dave, do you have anywhere else you'd like to go here, or do we just want to kind of preview the playoffs? Or at least the first round of the playoffs. I mean, for the most part, you're not going to really – I think it was surprising to see the – it wasn't really a Black Friday or Black Monday like you usually see on a – you know, the Sunday after the last Sunday of the year. But, I mean, all things considered, it's going to be uh, – it's going to be the NFL. They're going to stay in the news all year round. They, they figured out how to do it, and they're going to do it. Yeah, and there's, there's nothing wrong with that. Just about every sport. I think basketball is the only one that doesn't really stay in the spotlight uh, in some way, shape, or form for the majority of the season, but or the majority of the year, I should say. But, all right, we're going to preview one the wild. One point, though. One, way, one more football point, bro, before we jump into uh, playoffs. Sure, sure, sure. Hey, you guys catch out college football playoffs? 
either game LSU stomping of Oklahoma or the pretty good game between Cleveland and Ohio State. Yeah, I, I did not get to watch any of that this weekend. But uh I, I meant to ask you this when it came out. Were you surprised Bama got left out of the uh the college football no, playoff this year? No, no. You say that you say that like I know everything that's going on. Come on, humor no, me. No, no, I can't even humor you. They finished outside of the top ten. They lost the last game of the year to Auburn. They didn't deserve it at all. No, no. They got the top four teams right, but this just shows you, like, I don't know, top four teams, and you had a blowout like you had with LSU. And I'll tell you what, Joe Burrows looks like the number one pick. He looks like the real deal. He looks like Cincinnati's next starting quarterback. Yeah, he already looks better than um, Andy Dalton. <laughs> I think he would have already been better than him going into this year. What he, was wow. able, Eric, what he was able to do in that game, I mean, Mike, this guy had seven touchdowns in the first half, ended the game with eight. Goals. Oh, that I know about. No, that yeah, like I absolutely added, know about. That's insane. He makes some amazing throws. He reads the defense well. He's athletic. And then Ohio State game. I mean, Eric, I don't know what your thoughts were, but I thought that was a fumble, a catch fumble. Should have been a touchdown. I don't know how they overturned that. But then again, I still don't comprehend the rule on no matter what level it is. I thought that was a catch fumble. And I, I think Ohio State kind of got hosed in that moment. No, I, I mean, it's, it's – it's, I'm with you in that it shouldn't have been overturned. I don't know how I would have called it because it's a weird circumstance. Because I, I, they haven't defined the rule. Like I, Nobody knows. Game to game, it changes, it seems like. So I feel like you really have to have, like – unbelievable evidence to, to overturn. But it has to be blatant. It's not blatant. Yeah, and they, and they ruled it you on know, the field, a catch, fumble, touchdown. I don't yeah, know how Yeah, that's what I mean. Is I, don't think, I don't think you can overturn that, in my opinion. I, I, if you make that call on the field and that's where you saw it on the field, I don't know how you can go back and look at replay and call it any game. Like, so that's where I'm like, if it, whichever way you called it, you should have stuck with it. And I don't, I don't agree with the overturn. But then again, I don't know if the the call on the field was the correct call to begin with. So it's it's a weird spot, and all levels of football need to define what a catch is. Yeah, and, uh, it shouldn't be this hard. It shouldn't take years and science and twenty seven different rules and interpretations to figure out what a catch is. I that has been the theme. Like I don't, I don't know how long this has been going on, but it definitely feels like this decade in particular has been the decade where we had to go through great lengths to figure out what a catch is, and we still have no idea what one really is. So, any other notes on that, or do you guys just want to start picking the NFL wild card round? You I seem mean, anxious like I, I, for the NFL. Let's 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 do it. I guess I don't know, Mike. You, you seem ready, ready, willing, huh? and able. Well, I got something else I want to go to after this too. 
because uh, I want, I, I, honestly, it's New Year's Eve, want to have a good time. I wanted to bring up a couple other different things here besides just the sports because, you know, we got football to talk about, not really too much in basketball going on. We could talk about Dylan Batances to the Mets, but, I, I mean, it's, the Mets need to do more. So, I mean, what else is there to talk about? Yankees haven't done anything since Garrett Cole. So let's do this. And then I got a couple other things I want to bring up. All right. So, yes, the NFL wild card round is this week. Four games, Buffalo heading into Houston to take on the Texans. Eric, I will start with you. Who you got? Uh, as tough as Buffalo's been this year, I'm, I'm going to take Houston at home. Okay. Dave, who you got? Yeah, I mean, Houston was able to reactivate J.J. Watt before uh, the game this weekend, so that kind of makes things a little more interesting for them on the defensive side of the ball. Um, but I don't know, man. I, I think I think Buffalo's got a playoff win in them this year. I really do. So I'm, I'm going to take Buffalo. Yeah, Dave, you stole my thunder a little bit because I was going to take Buffalo too. I'm still going to take Buffalo. Now, I have a question here. Did not do as much research for this as I should have. Josh Allen is healthy, right? Because I heard somebody say Matt Barkley played this week. They were only resting him because it was week 17 and there was nothing to play for, right? Yes. Okay. So, yeah, I like Josh Allen. I don't think he's as good as Deshaun Watson, but I think Buffalo as a whole is a better team, is a more consistent team this season than Houston traditionally has. So I'm going with Buffalo. Houston I just don't trust. We've seen them in years past where they look like juggernauts one week and then the worst team in the league the next week. So until they can actually win a playoff game, I'm not going to believe they're going to do it. I'm going with Buffalo. Tennessee, the Ryan Tannehill-led Tennessee Titans going into New England to take on the Patriots. Dave, who you got? I mean, I think Tennessee is going to give them a good game, but I don't think Bill Belichick's ever lost to any coach that's ever coached for him. Uh, and I don't think that changes with their first playoff game. And, and I, I also think they're going to be coming in a little peeved off, losing Week 17 to the Dolphins. No doubt. No doubt. And I feel the need to say the stat, New England has never won a Super Bowl during years where they had to play wild card weekend. So I just wanted to throw that in there. Dave, who you got? Or excuse me, Eric, who you got? See, Dave, I did it to you this time. <laughs> Eric, who you got? I mean, I got to be honest, you can't talk me off it. Give me the Patriots at home. Um, I I think Tennessee absolutely has a chance because Derrick Henry has been an absolute monster. And if he gets loose and he can can put up some yards and some damage, then, you know, they can maybe control the clock and keep Brady off the field. They have a halfway decent defense. But I'm not betting against Brady and the Patriots at home. I don't think they're winning the Super Bowl this year, but this isn't the year. This isn't the week I'm picking them to go down. So get get me for the Patriots at home. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not going to be the uh, the oddball here. I'm definitely going with the Patriots. Eric, like you said, I don't think they're winning the the Super Bowl this year. It'll be interesting to see if they can get to the conference finals. But yeah, no, I'm picking New England here. Now the Sunday games, we have a rematch of what I believe was the divisional round of the NFC playoffs two years ago. Minnesota taking on New Orleans, and I think we all remember how that game ended. Eric, who you got? 
New Orleans at home. Uh, they're just playing good football right now. Drew Brees looks great. They they they, they looked really good this past weekend. Um, so um, yeah, give give me New Orleans all day at home. I think it's a different game this time. Yep, Dave. Yeah, I'm not going against New Orleans. Yeah, Minnesota is a team that is very strong at home. I don't trust them on the road, especially not New Orleans home building. So, yeah, no, clean sweep going with New Orleans there. And then this would at least be one of the intriguing matchups of Wild Card Weekend. You have Seattle going into Philadelphia to take on the sorry excuse for the NFC East division champions, the Philadelphia Eagles. Dave, who you got? Uh, I, I I really I Seattle on the road makes me nervous. There's no other way to say it. Um, and I, I Philly's now won what three or four in a row to win the division and get into the playoffs. I. Uh, uh, I got. I'm going with Seattle. I just. I have to. I can't take that. I literally just cannot say the word. So I'm. I'm going with Seattle. <laughs> it would be the second year in a row Seattle loses to the NFC East win. Uh, but we'll see if that happens. Eric, who you got? I'm gonna have to go with the Eagles, and I'm gonna say that because even with the signing of Marshawn Lynch and Beast Mode. Their run game just hasn't looked the same coming down the stretch as it, as it really, you know, started and was coming during the middle of the season. They've, they've faltered Chris, uh, Carson going down. I think it, it hurts them more than they're leading on. And uh, I just don't think that this is this is their year. So I'm, I'm going to take the first round exit. they got to come all the way east. they got to play in Philly. That's just a nasty place to play anyway. Those fans never make it easy. Um, you know, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm going to take the Eagles at home. I'm going to take all the home teams this weekend. <laughs> well, it definitely makes sense. Um, but I'll say this. I am going to go with Seattle, even though I think Pete Carroll needs to stop being too cute because it didn't work in the Super Bowl against the Patriots. And you had Marshawn Lynch looking like he was doing really good, and then you stopped kind of using him in the second half there. So I don't really know what happened there, but I'm going to go with Seattle here. I'm just not a believer in Philadelphia. I don't – like, obviously, they won the division, but did they really win it or did the Cowboys just blow it? Because I'm leaning more towards the Cowboys blew the division, truthfully. So I, I don't know. I'm going with Seattle on that one, and that's that's what I got to say about that one. So, all right, we got a little less than 10 minutes remaining here. Guys, we haven't do, done too much talking about movies in a while. I want to know what are some of you guys' favorite movies of the year? You guys could, I'd say, pick two or three movies each. Eric, I'll start with you. What favorite movies of the year? I'm gonna run through it quick because I'll be honest, I'm not, I'm not big on the end of year recap, but uh, I did enjoy Joker. Or you can't forget Endgame and um. I just saw Star Wars. I don't know if I'd put that there. No. I, I would not. I would not. Uh, I'm trying to think. You know, give, me, give me some refreshers. I'm kind of forgetting about some of this movie season. I think I got Ford a little Ver- superhero fatigue because you got, you got, you got <laughs> I, I haven't seen Ford vs. Ferrari. 
I still haven't I, seen Once Upon a Time or uh, in Hollywood. I still Irishman. haven't seen like The Irishman. So like, there's a bunch of movies out there I haven't had, just had a chance to see yet this year. Anybody, um, anybody, something, but yeah. Dolomite is my name. Anybody? Anybody? No, I didn't no, see that one either. I didn't watch that. That but is a good movie. Another one I want to see and haven't seen, but I've heard no more good things about is Knives Out. I've, I've heard that was a good movie. About it. That was a good movie. That was a good movie. Yeah. All right. Uh, Dave, what do you got? Honestly, Mike, I really think the last time I was in the movie theater to see a movie was Endgame. Um, so I haven't seen a lot of new movies this year. <laughs> uh, yeah. But Endgame, I, I think I've probably watched Endgame. I've probably watched Endgame more times this year than I have seen new movies this year. And not we don't even include Endgame. <laughs> uh, so, sure. yeah. I, I just well, yeah, I really haven't had a chance, but the end game obviously was uh, a great experience. I mean, Spider Man, I got to see that was good, but I think those are really the only two movies I've seen that uh, gone to the theaters and seen this year. Well, I tell you this, I, I got my my three favorite movies this year. You guys have already said it. End game, Eric, you mentioned it. Ford versus Ferrari. I highly recommend seeing that movie. Christian Bale and Matt Damon were amazing in that. I thought that was a great movie. And I, I brought it up. Dolomite is my name. Eddie Murphy was fucking amazing in that movie. I, I love that movie. I thought it was great. And Eddie Murphy was fantastic on Saturday Night Live a couple weeks ago, too. I hope you guys got to see that. Yeah, I don't think you guys got to see that either. <laughs> I only saw clips of it. I'll be honest. Yeah, I, I meant to DVR it, and I didn't do it. Yeah, I didn't see the whole episode, but I saw a few of the clips. Him, him uh, breaking out Gumby and Weekend Update, him just being bad the whole time. That was just hysterical, and there were a couple other pretty good ones, too. But, yeah, no, definitely worth saying. Um, all right. Not going to lie, I thought we'd go a little longer with that one. So I tell you what, I'm going to throw it to you guys. we got about six minutes left here. Let's do some final words here. Could be whatever you guys wanted to be. Dave Hastings. 2020, man, it's a new year. Let it be good. Let it be prosperous. And uh, hopefully we survive till 2021. Don't got much for you, Mike. I, I, I'm, I'm kind of whatever. <clears throat> I don't really get too big into looking back on the year. It's over. Time for a new one. Was a good year for me. I just, yeah, I'm not a I'm not a big year-end recapper guy because I'm i to be honest, I'm looking forward to 2020. I think the Yankees are going to be off the charts good this year. I'm, I'm, as, I'm more excited for baseball already this year than I was at this point last year, and I didn't even know if that was possible. So, I mean, I'm, I'm as excited for a baseball season as I am as I was when I was a kid. So, I mean, that's kind of what I'm looking forward to. If I'm going to look forward to something in 2020 rather than looking back on 19, I'm looking forward to that. Um, yeah, I think that it's – other than that, I mean – I don't know. Back to you, Mike. What, what do you got? Well, you know, I just want to say you guys are a little bit of a buzzkill here. I didn't even have a good year this past year. I just wanted to look back and do favorite movies. Everybody's like, I don't really, I don't really look back. Well, I, this was not a good year for me either. I just want to point that out. I hope that the next year is is better too. But I tell you what, the one thing I will look forward to uh, reliving from tonight over and over again is that I got Eric to call the Giants dumpster fire. And you think I didn't – I know you thought I didn't I didn't pay attention. When did I, they, when did I say that? I didn't call you called them a dumpster fire. fire. You called yeah, them. Yes, and you did. Course, yeah. 
The Giants cousin, and the Browns, uh, they're both dumpster fires. And cousin, an cousin, David is, cousin David is the one who pointed Maybe. it out in the chat room. So I, I just saw that. That is going to go on a perpetual loop for about the next week. That was my favorite moment of 2019. Yes, Eric did, in fact, call the Giants a dumpster fire. Thank you very much, Eric. But I tell you what, as always, I, 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 I at least the I get a minute sometimes. Yeah, nah, he, he could buy. They were as bad as the Browns. They were as bad as the Browns, but the only problem with the Browns is the Browns had way higher expectations for the season. That's a good they, point. The Browns were a bigger disappointment than the Giants were. Nah, but the Giants are yeah, as big a dumpster fire. Really quick, it? speaking of the Giants, though, can we just talk about, yes, I know they lost to Philly on Sunday, and rooting for the Giants Sunday was fucking nauseating to deal with, but I was, and I tried, but seeing Saquon Barkley be basically shoulder-to-shoulder shoulder with a linebacker on Philly at the 50-yard line and throw up the peace sign because he knew the linebacker wasn't going to get him and nobody else on that field was going <laughs> to get him was maybe one of my favorite moments of the entire football season. Holy crap. Like, usually you see wide receivers throw their hand up like, yo, I beat this guy. Throw it, quarterback. I got it. Like, just throw it. I got it. When you see a running back do it and he's still got half the field to cover, yo, that was one of the greatest football moments, maybe not of just this season, but of my life experience. And I can't believe it came from a giant. But Saquon, that was awesome. And I just, that actually just popped in my head. So I had to shout that moment out real quick. <laughs> I didn't get to see that, but that sounds funny as hell. Oh, man. All right. Well, I tell you what, we are going to get out of here for tonight. I thank you both for uh, joining me here tonight. And I will say this. I didn't think 2019 was all that great of a year, but my favorite part of any week of 2019 is always getting to do this with you guys talk sports, talk to you guys, because I love love being able to do this with both of you guys. You guys are two of my dear friends, and Cousin David always in the chat room. Cousin David, I love you there, buddy. And nothing but good fortune and success in 2021. Oh, uh, so, look at Mike getting all sappy on us. Yeah. Yeah, Mike. Mike. Yeah, Eric, remember that when I'm screaming your head off in a couple weeks, the next time you call the Mets a dumpster fire for the first time in the new year. Listen, that happiness goes right out better. the window. I'm hoping the Mets – I think it was a good signing for Batanzas. One year, ten and a half. They need million. more. They need more. Of course they need more, but at least they got some type of guy who can actually be a closer in your bullpen. You could use him as a closer. Well, here's the so, one problem, and we can't go on this because we only got a minute 40 left here. The one time you guys had him as your closer, he didn't do very good for you in 2016 after you traded Jeff. And that is not reassuring. It's not reassuring. Anyway, all right. Real quick, final words. Eric Tressler. Uh, I hope you guys have a happy, healthy new year. Enjoy the Say it. tonight. Say it. Um, Say it. There you go. Dave Hastings. <laughs> always, always a pleasure for you guys. Thank, thankful for both of you and everybody that uh, takes time out to listen to us, Cousin David in the chat room. And, uh, yeah, 2020, on to be bigger and better things.
Absolutely. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you once again to Dave and Eric, Cousin David in the chat. Thank you to everybody on our podcast. Thank you, 2020. I'm going to pretend I didn't hear that one. Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes. I said that twice again. Tune in. All the different places you can listen to us on the podcasting outlets. Thank you all for listening. I am Mike Agliloro, and we will see you all next year.